What is up, design family, and welcome back to another episode of Fit Design TV. As always, so glad to have you lovely folks back on the channel. On today's episode, we will be running through how to set up and how to structure a returns and exchanges policy for your online fashion brand. First, we'll evaluate what a successful returns and exchange policy should have, how to communicate it to your customers, and what are the key advantages of offering this in terms of gaining customer satisfaction, getting customers to make a purchase with you for the first time, and also retaining long-term and loyal customers down the line. Also, some pitfalls to consider. Returns and exchanges programs can be extremely costly, very, very burdensome on your labor force if not implemented correctly. So today I'm going to give you guys my opinion and my strategic output on how to structure a good quality returns program that is going to keep your costs down and entice your customers to do business with you. So if you guys are interested and have wondered how to set one up while well, watch this episode, you guys are in for a good one. Getting right into the episode, let us actually look at how to create a clear, concise, and transparent exchange policy for your customers. First, we have to understand that with a policy like this, transparency is going to be key and selecting the right components for your policy is also going to be important. You want to structure your exchange program in a way that makes sense for both you and ultimately the customer. So the first thing you definitely want to mention in this policy is the time frame for the returns. Between what time and what time are your customers eligible to make a return? Is it one week after purchase date? Is it two weeks? Is it 30 days? Is it 90 days? Also, what is the policy for the exchange and the return? Is it a cash refund? Is it a swap refund? Is it store credit? Next up, when it comes to key components you need to include is going to be the actual conditions of the items. You don't want to be caught in a position where you're accepting unusable goods, right? Goods that have been used or tarnished or torn or actually broken through and you can't actually repackage them and resell them. You need to clearly articulate what are the acceptable parameters for the clothing that you are going to have returned from the customer and what are the non-acceptable parameters. Some non-acceptable parameters can be worn clothing for intimates. Underwear should not be worn, it should not be unpackaged and tried on. Also, torn clothing should not be accepted. Stained clothing should not be accepted. Sometimes, if you also wanna have it, you can have a non-removable tag that indicates the customer's intent to keep the product or not. If that tag is removed, this product cannot be returned. That way, you give your customers the flexibility to try on a product, to see if it fits correctly, and then to make the decision, do they wanna keep it? Thereby, they actually indicate that they wish to keep it by removing the tag or if they wish to remove or if they wish to return, the, they will not remove the tag and return the product with the tag intact. You also have to specify who is in charge of covering the shipping fees. Is it you? Is it the customer? Is it a shared expense? One way that bigger brands entice their customers to do business with them is by offering free returns. Sure, this can be a costly incentive or perk to offer, but if you have the scale for it and if you can optimize your shipping and logistics, it may be very well worth the risk. You also need to clearly specify if a restocking fee will be incurred if a return is made. If so, what is that amount? Is it a percentage or is it a flat fee? If there are any exclusions to your returns policy, you need to specify them. Under which conditions are you not able to have a product returned? For example, we already mentioned the specific scenario of the undergarment. This is a product that once purchased should not be returned. Also, custom-made clothing made to measure garments should also not be returned because once you have them made specifically for a customer, well then, you cannot resell those products. 
So you find yourself in a difficult position there. Mention the specific exclusions, be as specific as possible. You also need to clearly mention the step-by-step -step exchange process that your company adheres to in the event of a return or an exchange. So for example, if a return needs to be made, then step one may be to submit a return ticket through the website. Step two will be to fill in a specific returns form with all necessary information. Step three will be to print out the shipping label return form. Step four will be to submit or to deliver the package to the courier. Step five, step six, so on and so forth. Clearly take your customer through the experience that they can expect to have, whether that's through written form or through a video form. If your company requires return authorization, this means that if you need to authorize a return from a customer before it goes ahead and is processed, you need to also clearly articulate that in your returns policy. There's no point in having a customer to just randomly ship out a series of garments that they want to return and you have not authorized that. You're gonna find yourself in a difficult position where the garments that have been shipped out, you cannot expect or accept and you have to ship it back to the customer at a loss. The customer's not gonna be happy, you're not gonna be happy, no one wins in this scenario. Next up, you need to make sure that your policy, your returns policy is as easily accessible as possible. You want it to be readily visible at all times on all areas of your business, whether it's on your website, through your frequently asked questions page, maybe it's in the footer, maybe it's in the product page itself in a separate link. Maybe it's also in the confirmation email that a customer receives once an order goes through. You want to put your returns and exchanges program at the forefront of all of your company texts to make it as simple as possible for your customers to initiate a return and also to know what to expect from those points that we mentioned in the previous section. Moving on, in order to facilitate a pain-free and very, very convenient returns and exchanges program, you may consider also offering a prepaid shipping label in the shipment. Even if a customer has not indicated their requirement to have a return or to exchange a product in your shipping, you actually include a prepaid label that makes it very easy for your customer to process a return. This may actually seem like you're encouraging your customer to make a return, but on the contrary, what you're doing is you're giving them peace of mind to know that in the event that they have any issues, it is as easy as possible to make a return. This is going to gain their trust and to gain their long-term loyalty. One thing to note is if you also have the added benefit of having a series of physical stores, you may also allow customers to make that return specifically to that physical store. For brands like Nike, Lululemon, Adidas, these are brands with a widespread global network of physical stores just making it that much easier to gain a customer's trust and for them to facilitate an exchange if it's deemed necessary. Once a product is returned, now it's time to accurately identify whether the product either be resold, repaired and resold, or if it has to be donated or even disposed of. This is going to be necessary. The evaluation process of how you determine if a garment is acceptable to you, it's going to be the make it or break it when it comes to the profitability of your, of your business long-term. Believe me when I say a poor returns and exchanges program can wind up costing you a ton of money and put you in a position where it's irrecoverable. So make sure that you're covering all of your bases and you're identifying garments that cannot be resold and cannot be even accepted from a customer in the event that that happens. Now that you've identified the product and you've deemed it acceptable, you need to now either decide to offer a refund or an exchange. If a refund is going to be, how is it going to be delivered? Is it going to be refunded directly back as cash? Is it going to be returned back to the original payment method that a customer purchased from? 
for example, credit card, or are you going to be offering store credit? If you offer store credit, how is that store credit going to be dispersed? Is it through a gift card? Is it through an online code? You need to determine that accurately. And if you've decided that a garment needs to be exchanged, how are you going to process that exchange? Are you going to be receiving the original product, repackaging it, restocking it, and then reshipping out the correct size that a customer requested? How is that going to also deal with your inventory? You need to update the inventory of the returned product and update the inventory of the newly shipped product to make sure that your stock levels are accurately reflecting your exchanges, not only your sales. Next up, you need to tally up all of the return data that you've received over a specific period of time, whether that's monthly, whether that's quarterly, whether that's bi-quarterly, or whether that is yearly. This is an essential part of maintaining and running a successful returns and exchanges program. Why? Well, you need to be able to look at the core and consistent reasons for specific changes and exchanges being made. Is there a consistent issue with your sizing? Is there a consistent issue with the workmanship of the product, the durability of the product? Identifying recurring themes in your product returns and exchanges is going to allow you to make the necessary adjustments, whether that's improving the way that your product is communicated via your website, through your sizing guides, through your videos, or whether that's improving the quality of the product, the durability of the product, whether that's going back to the manufacturer and evaluating what consistent issues you're having with your sizing run, with your material quality, with your durability long-term to make sure that these problems don't persist and don't keep costing you money. This is a step that so many brands completely gloss over. They don't take the time necessary to evaluate and analyze the data at hand to make educated decisions moving forward. Last but not least, it is essential and vital to maintain strong and excellent customer service throughout the duration of your returns and your exchanges program. As you are guiding a customer through how to make an exchange or how to make a return, keep them updated step by step. At the end of the day, your customers are going to be nervous and are going to be anxious about making a return with you, especially if this is your first time. So keep them updated. If you're evaluating a product's quality and determining if it's fit for return, let them know that that's what you're doing. Give them an appropriate time frame by which you can get back to them. Once a decision has been made, clearly articulate the reasons for rejecting a product or accepting a product. If a shipping or a return product has been evaluated and actually commissioned and you're sending out that product, give them the tracking link. Give them a estimated time frame by which they can expect to receive their exchange product. Keep them in the loop and quell any concerns that they may have. Well, guys, that is it. That is a wrap on this episode. Hopefully, by now you have a much better idea of why you should implement a returns and exchanges program, how to do it successfully, what are the key parameters to consider when actually structuring your own and unique returns and exchanges program. If you guys agree or disagree with any of the key points that I mentioned in this episode, let me know which they are. And let me know if you've had a particularly poor or particularly good experience with another brand's returns and exchanges program. What are the main things that you noticed? And if you guys have specific questions about how you can personally implement a good and efficient return program into your own brand, you can schedule a one-on-one -on -one consultation call with me. I offer limited slots every single week. You can check out the link in the description below and we can get on that call together. Guys, from the very bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Fit Design TV. Until next week's episode, stay awesome.